Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello listeners welcome to another episode of the shape of work podcast on the episode today we have sonam lama associate director hr at cast 24 welcome to the show sonam how are you doing today thank you so much for welcoming to this really really incredible show and i've been doing well i've been traveling a lot actually like i mentioned but doing well uh, thanks to the god great so asonam like before we dive into you know the topics which we wanted to discuss today can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself like your career journey till now sure uh, i think it's been a really long time that you know i've you know usually these questions are coming to me only when you know you take an interview and it's been quite some time but you know uh, for me i think i started out uh, honestly after completing my masters really not knowing exactly why i had taken human resources honestly and then you know because there was so much pressure in campus you know because of the loan etc mm-hmm. i happened to take a job in sales uh, but thankfully so i kind of chose the right company knowingly or knowingly i think uh, that was motto and that's when i kind of started out as a sales person in bangalore uh got to know a lot about business and that's when i kind of you know really understood out of the books the business side of things you know how customers react how, how what kind of pitches would there be what kind of business model you'll have right and of course the you know on street job of the struggle you know going from restaurant to restaurant to ensure that you know have you have the banner sales ads uh, which is being sold i think that was the business model for zomato back then uh uh that's when i actually realized you know uh, i'm not very into sales but at the same point of time i do really like to uh, you know interact with a lot of people and uh, uh thankfully i got uh, a chance time to speak to a couple of candidates who had come for interviews for a similar role right and when i when i was doing that i was kind of really enjoying myself and i was really looking forward to hey any more candidates for interviews to my business head uh that's when i think my business had also saw that spark in me and kind of recommended me to uh, the head office in uh, zomato or could be like i was not very good in sales so he wanted to push me but uh you know uh i think that was a great move uh, from there i kind of started to learn recruitment and uh, started hiring in sales since i understood the you know the entire profile in and out which was very important as a recruiter right uh, so that's where my journey in hr kind of actually started you know after doing my masters as well from there on i think it was no looking back always uh, been a hardcore recruiter and uh, after completing about 3 years you know growing into different verticals starting up a separate vertical for uh, smarto in terms of hiring uh, i got an opportunity with cars 24 actually one of my senior members in smarto had joined cars 24 and cars 24 was then known as a stealth mode startup right uh, and uh, it was a big risk but i trusted my manager and back then and when i came into cars 24 uh, i think there was no looking back from there because i think i started as a manager in talent acquisition there and i quickly grew up to kind of uh, you know own the vertical completely 
then moved to you know when i got when i saw an opportunity actually i kind of uh, leapt on to uh, take responsibilities of business partnering where i actually had to learn from ground bottom but at the same point of time i was glad that the organization kind of trusted me you know uh, at that point of time to be really fresh out of only re- knowing recruitment and moving to business partnering uh, i really enjoyed that and slowly uh, as i think the head of hr back then kind of moved out i started taking responsibilities for all verticals and that's how i started leading the india uh, vertical for cars 24 and soon i had to learn payroll operations uh, Uh, employer branding and all there is to it and uh, this is recently that they've given me an opportunity to kind of move to UAE right uh, and take care of the entire middle east region uh, as the people head so that's been my journey so far wow so i'm like what an incredible journey from sales to being a recruiter and now being a director that's very inspiring yeah so yeah now going to my first uh, question sonam so like uh, i've seen one of your interview with uh, all things talent right and you quoted uh, it's only when you help others grow and are not afraid of them as a competition you are a true leader so like what are the two most important and useful leadership lessons you have learned in your journey till now mm, for me i think uh, yeah that was interview was really long time back actually but i think the two things that i have learned uh, as a leader is one is unlearning which is very important right uh, i think you know first listening and kind of understanding what the other person is trying to maybe teach you or you know the example which is in front of you rather than in applying what you already know right it's a quite difficult task it's easy to say that you know i believe in unlearning and i believe in kind of listening to others and see what logic are they applying right instead of what i already know right uh, but i think this is a very important uh, leadership skill that has really really taken me a long way in terms of you know uh, growing up till this level right so i think unlearning is uh, a big big lesson for me i think uh, second lesson again comes in coordination with this is your power of uh, actually working on your feedback right one is taking feedback and i see a lot of people say that yeah i'm very open to feedback right but if you're in a room all by yourself and you know and you're honest to yourself it's quite a difficult battle uh, to be open to feedback and apply the feedback right so a lot of people do listen to feedback really really positively but what they fail to do is apply the feedback that they have agreed to on themselves on a day to day basis right i can give you an example where my uh, Uh, where my founder Vikram Chopra told me that, hey, I think you need to really learn the MIS uh, of you know the entire financial uh, aspect of it. That you know what's happening, how does the MIS work? And I said yes, I think this is a great idea. I did try to reach out to a couple of people in finance uh, to kind of understand, but I kind of gave up after that. That you know, hey, okay, nobody's giving me time. and that's what i realized that i really need to work on not only accepting feedback but also working on the feedback and i think that is something that has also taken me a very long way got it got it so right and uh, you know like with the current situation right with this pandemic and all according to a research you know around 45% of global executives you know they don't expect to see a, a return to a normal course of business anytime soon right mm-hmm. and this may create a, a need for new roles render some redundant or require upskilling of existing resources 
So like what would be your advice to companies trying to adapt to this kind of change? I think only two. This is something that I learned with Cars 24 with the pandemic going on. One is get your productivity matrix right, right? Uh because the idea of working from office is not to get employees to come to office, but the idea is to ensure that the work doesn't suffer, right? At the same point of time, you create a culture where you have a, a strong bonding, strong inclination. But I think getting the productivity matrix right for each role, right? including hr like a lot of people say hr is a very subjective role right but i i i back to differ you know there's a lot of metrics involved in hr as well and that's the metrics that we talk about day in day out at cars 24 but uh, uh metrics is very important for each role and when you know this is your goal and this is what you need to achieve then it doesn't matter where the employees are working from right and the second thing would be trust right uh, i think it's a mindset thing where Uh, a lot of people are very used to you know seeing employees work in front of them right even if they are delivering that output so if you clear the metrics part and then you have 100% trust from the people that you've hired the kind of talent that you've hired then i think uh, you know people can just work from home or work from anywhere right of there would be times when a lot of people are moving and i think a lot of people are talking about hybrid model where certain people to establish right and it's a tricky thing to establish the culture for people who join new right uh, who are working from remote places right so i understand that people have a quarterly meeting a meeting once in a month right so a lot of people are moving to a hybrid model but i think that's the two things that i would really uh, feel that i can share to people is trusting your employees and second is getting your performance matrix correct nice nice and and so no like uh, you know being a people manager generally it's extremely important to identify every sign of culture erosion to mitigate risks right so mm-hmm. like what are some of the practices you personally follow to ensure the risks are kept at bay ah uh, in terms of risk see i think first in terms of talking about culture right a lot of people do put culture and values on the website on the new joiner deck right but nobody talks about it on the wall of the office right but i think culture and value should be something that you talk about daily right in your morning meetings right. in your town halls in in uh, in your leadership meets right of how important it is right so even in your performance appraisals right so that's the reason why you know at least what we have done in cars 24 is a lot of um, our performance metrics is linked to our culture and values right so we keep on uh, telling how important uh, the you know the seven values that we have are and that's the reason why it's it's it becomes then something that each person when joins in also they see other people talking about it right they're curious they want to know more right and when you're talked about it on your performance appraisal then you know you take it more seriously and i think that's the repetitive kind of so i think usually people say it's like you know the kind of marketing that you do it again and again and again right which is very important uh, for people to kind of really understand how important values and cultures are and also of course live by it right uh, live by the values that you set up for and especially for the leaders right they are the ones who are you know the flag bearers for this right so each and every person that we hire we ensure that they are very in line with the kind of culture that cars 24 is trying to build um at the same point of time and anything in terms of how should we ensure so we have a lot of platforms where we push to each and every employee that if you feel that there is anything which is not aligned with our culture 
we have a whistle ID, right? We have a direct access to all the founders that the, all the employees can write to directly. And we take up the case immediately. And until the time it is something that, you know, we feel there's zero tolerance towards, we also ensure that we give a feedback to each and every individual who is involved in anything which is not part of our culture. So we do have a zero tolerance policy and we do have take, we have taken hard calls actually uh, based on culture to kind of set the right examples as well. Great, great. Uh, so, so now, like since we are talking about the culture and you know, the hybrid model or work from home, uh, you know, like it's very important to keep your employees engaged, right? And if you see the statistics again, like uh, people who are, involved and enthusiastic and like committed to their work and workplace uh, is just like 34 percent so according to you like what could be done from the organization's end to improve this engagement rate of the employees i think the oh, that see i think a lot of people have you know tried a lot of things and we've been talking about this engagement from the last conversation that i had with i think people works also people matter sorry also right uh but i think for me, right, I feel the true key is in customization, right? What engagement means for you and what engagement means for me might differ, right? But what we try to do is because of the paucity of time also, we try to uh, put one engagement program, one engagement calendar for everybody, mm. right? And that's where we kind of lose a lot of engagement percentage. What I think companies now need to do is customize. I understand it's it, it's going to be backbreaking. It's going to be difficult, right? But customize, at least start customizing based on departments. Like for us, you know, a department, say for example, I'll just give you an example. Like for product and tech, we have a very, very different kind of engagement calendar, right? As compared to what an engagement calendar for a sales would look like. We want to further um, you know, customize to sales also in terms of different departments or the cuts that we can do, right? And then maybe come down to a level when, you know, tech supports us to uh, get us an engagement level for each individual or so. But I think the customization of engagement activities now is a very key element to ensure that people get engaged because there is no one size fits all kind of engagement activity or policy or a calendar for which is actually working. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. So coming to the next question, Sonam, and so there could be like instances when company goals might not align with the individual goals, right? And like, what would you do in certain situations? Right? That's the first one. And also like, what would be your advice to the community of people managers to ta uh, tackle this situation in the best way possible? When company goals are not aligned to individual goals, then you're in the wrong company. <laughs> <laughs> this all kind of boils down to how do you hire, right? Uh, honestly, you can't change the company goals, right? Until unless it's so better, of course, you can give feedback in terms of what else that we can kind of reach out for. But I think company goals is already something that you sign up from for day one. Right. And uh, right. while we grow, like, say, for example, you know, if we were wanted to be the largest auto tech company in India, then largest auto tech company in the world now. 
right? But, but if somebody says that, hey, I'm not aligned to this goal, so maybe I honestly am going to say that there, there is no remedy to that, right? Uh, because it's not like we don't want to be global. Right? We want to be global. And uh, if people are not happy with cross, say, for example, you know, because of the global activity, people are not happy with working with different people from different cultures, different languages, right? Have some, like, for example, while I speak to Saudi, and I'm sure when uh, people from Saudi speak to me, right, they need some kind of patient because the translation takes some time, right? Understanding especially when we also interact with talent. But if you say that, hey, I don't have the patience to do so because you are you want to be a global company, but I only signed up for taking interviews, but not for Thailand, then I think you're in the wrong company or in the wrong role, mm. right? Uh, I, I don't think so. There is a hardcore solution for that. The only solution ground bottom is while you're hiring, you know exactly the kind of people you're letting in in your organization so that uh, you know while you grow, while you change, Right. And uh, and how, say, for example, technology and the entire world is changing, your employees can adapt. Right. Or you can also give a lot of and, and there are a lot of people who have not seen something uh, different altogether. Then you can have your training sessions where a lot of people we use a lot of training sessions for, you know, sales, upskilling uh, process. Right. But we can we can also start training people on how to be open, right? And, you know, when leaders kind of push and talk about and give examples, and I think that is when actually people start changing, but it's a long journey, right? Changing person's personality or the thought process is much longer, um, you know, a time-consuming process, right? And a lot of investment is required as compared to you training somebody for a process or a sales skill. Exactly, exactly. Right. So, uh, since you were, uh, you know, you you brought this technology, uh, you know, part in the previous answer. So, I have a question on that. Right? Okay. Like technology, you know, it has taken over almost every industry, including the HR industry, and that it has become more uh, again with this pandemic, right? So, in your view, like, what are the areas in the you know HR space that still need innovation or could be benefited from the use of technology? I think, um, see, we there's all, a lot of technology already in terms of, you know, as an applicant tracking system and HRMS system, right? Uh, a lot of technology happens in, you know, screening processes, performance appraisal, et cetera. But I think the most important for me right now, when I just look back to our employees in India, we're about 10,000 employees, right? And, and UAE, we're about, I think, uh, 200 to 60 people already, right? And what happens is, you know, I think it's, I feel it's more traditional to have an HR business partner kind of, you know, speak to each one of them and understand. But I think the technology where it can be like, for example, when you reach out to Amazon or you reach out to even Cars24, right? There's a customer support team, which happens. Any problem that you have, you can quickly chat them up. You can quickly chat to a person in Zomato saying that, hey, my order is not coming or, or I put the wrong address, right? And they quickly kind of revert to you then say, uh, you know, uh, we will solve your problem and they do it immediately. And there's a quick reaction team to it also. I think there's no quick reaction team to employ grievances, right? Uh, be it a person who joins in, uh, be it a person who, uh, you know, is offboarding also, right? I think, uh, so I've tried a little bit to kind of get uh, a grievance application in where say, for example, you, as a person can just WhatsApp us, the HR team, right? It'll be automatically created as a ticket. We will close the ticket within 24 hours, right? But I feel that, you know, that 24 hours also needs to be a little lesser. And that's where I feel technology can really help people who are, you know, because 
we don't realize like you know it might be a small thing for me but it might be a big thing for the employee who's maybe the junior most frontline employee for me who's saying that hey i ca- cannot download my salary slip or you know i am unable to punch in to the hrms today there seems to be a glitch right but we take time but i think that bothers the person the whole day right that you know maybe my salary is going to get deducted or maybe that you know uh, there is something wrong with the portal and I'm, i need to kind of share the salary slip for the loan that i'm about to take right so we don't realize the pain but i think there's no quickness to that but right now i think all the companies are working a lot on the quickness of customer response right which is great uh, in terms of you know how quickly can we respond to the customer how quickly can we resolve their issues right i hope the application is so smooth that they don't have to worry about anything and i think that's how the employee application also you know with technology should be like and that's i i think that's the intervention in technology that the hr or the people function need to kind of really really focus on got it excellent so yeah so yeah i think uh, that's it from my end so like thank you so much for coming on the uh, you know show <laughs> podcast and talking about various things i personally like the uh, your idea on this engagement where you said like it has to be customized for each department or the person and uh, i also like your answer when you said uh, you know like then you're not in the right uh, company if your goals are not aligned <laughs> so that was also good so yeah uh, great talking to you sonam like thank you so much again for coming on to our show thank you so much for inviting me and uh, good luck to you and everybody else who's listening to the podcast great thank you